This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome once again, loyal listeners, to Agency Intelligence Podcast, where we give you real agents instead of real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Jason Cass, and today I am with Elena Chisholm. And before I get on to her, though, um, you may have read a little bit about her before you hit play. You're going to find out that she's a fellow podcaster. Uh, she's uh, in the independent. She's an insurance agent, just like you and I. She rock and rolls it, and that's why she's on agency intelligence. But before I get to her awesomeness, what I want to do real quick is give two shout outs. I want to give a shout out to WeGotYourPodcast.com. WeGotYourPodcast.com. You've been there before. You know that what I'm doing is I've created a company to try and help agents or help people create podcasts in their industry or in their niche. And I want them to do that because I understand that the way to separate yourself in the insurance industry is to have a niche. Then what do you do then? Well, when you're inside a niche, the only way to separate yourself is to create authority. How do you do that? The best way to create authority is with a podcast. Why is that the best way? Because if someone's willing to listen to you for 30 to 45 minutes or maybe 20 on a consistent basis, that's a deep relationship. Also, with podcasting, you only just have to record. You can allow somebody else to do all the processing and the work and the editing and the posting for you. Video and blogging is not like that. You usually have to do it beginning to end. And if you do subcontract it out, it's never pure and like what you need it to be. Podcasting is different. So keep it that. We got your podcast.com. We're already doing nine shows out there. Probably two or three of the shows you listen to are already being produced by we got your podcast.com. I got a whole team that I've assembled and put this together. Having the number one podcast in the insurance industry since 2013, that allows me to have a little bit of insight and know how to create a podcast better than everything. And something that people don't know is a little bitty tidbit bit there. A lot of times blogs and videos are ran by tags and SEO throughout the Google sphere, let's say. Did you know that that's starting to build now with podcasts? And now with over a million podcasts, how do you get to the top? Got to have good content, got to have a good audience, but you got to have people know what they're doing when they're producing it. We got your podcast.com. Elena, how are you doing? Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Well, hey, um, uh, appreciate you coming on. You're a fellow podcaster, uh, fellow insurance agent. Mm -hmm. um, so like we got a lot in common. Um, and uh, I really do. I really do appreciate you coming on and taking your time on this Friday morning for all you loyal listeners who love to know this. For some reason, they love to know this. It is August 14th. Uh, it is 910 in the morning. And I am here in Edwardsville, Illinois, as always, in Cass Studios. And uh, Elena, where are you at? I am in Fort McMurray, Alberta. So pretty much the Great White North. <laughs> well, son of a 
beep. I did not know you were from Canada. I really I didn't know. know that. Yeah. I really see, 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 loyal listeners, greatness falls across any and every border, whether it's a man-made border or whether it's a nat- natural border, it falls across. Awesomeness finds a way because I really didn't know that, loyal listeners. Um, uh, Elena is somebody that I had been kind of checking out. She's been following into my news feed because I noticed that she's friends with cool people like, you know, Wesley Anderson and some others. And um, then I noticed she had a podcast. So I gave it a little jingle through my ear and I thought, you know what, when the time is right, I am going to reach out. And I believe the time is right because here you are. And Mm -hmm. I'm excited to have a conversation with you um, and talk about nothing but insurance like two freaking geeks can. You ready for that? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah, I appreciate it. I really do. We're going to have some fun. First question is, are you an iPhone or are you a Droid user? I am a Droid user. Okay. I know, right? Mine's a little bit different. I have a OnePlus. And a OnePlus? Yeah, it's run by um, the Android system, but it's actually an independent company that builds them. So I'm actually really impressed with it. What? Wait, what? 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 So... So you're an iPhone user? Nope. I'm an Android user. Oh, I apologize. My loyal listeners are wondering what the heck is wrong. I'm an Android user. I thought you said iPhone user, and that's why I went wah, wah, wah. (laughs) No. Okay. Switch it. Go back. Oh, you're a Droid user. Awesome. That is great, man. Um, Wow. And so you said there's an independent company? What is? Yeah. It's called OnePlus, and their slogan is Never Settle. So it's uh, an Android system, but it's so it's a droid phone, right? Yeah, it's a really great system. It's not a Samsung or Motorola or anything. It's this one plus. Sweet, sweet. Does it cost a lot less? Uh, It was about 650 bucks US. About the same, a little bit less, but not much. Okay, that's cool. Mm -hmm. More power to it. More power to it. Um, yeah, Yeah, you know, you just always associate Samsung. Uh, maybe some people don't, but I mean, I've just, that's just what I've always had because, you know, Droid's dominant over iPhone. So you usually want to have the most dominant phone that's in the dominant industry that's over the domination of iPhone. Um, so yes, all my loyal listeners out there. Now see, here's the crazy thing, Elena, and you play into this. So Droid is overwhelmingly has, there's more Droid users in the world than iPhone users, and it's not even close. It's not even close. But in America, it's like flip-flop that. I don't know how it is in Canada exactly. I'm assuming it might be the same because we're both awesome um, neighbors, right? (laughs) Yeah. Do you know, I mean, would you know roughly how many people are iPhones or Droid users in Canada? No idea? No, not a clue. Not a clue. Okay. I'd say probably half and half ish. Really? Okay. (laughs) I'm gonna say 80 to 90% iPhone users. And, 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 and what, we've, what we've noticed is, is it's a lot more C-suites. Um, little executives do the iPhones a lot more. The developers, they're all about, because they know like how to build things, right? Developers are actually the ones building things. So us mm-hmm. like, so you can see somebody who's a droid user and you're like, oh, they're a builder. That's what you can think. I'm full of shit. I'm just, just <laughs> it's Friday in the morning. I've got some Starbucks and I'm looking forward to doing this with you. So, hey, um, do you love to win or do you hate to lose? I love to win you do yep i love to win i would yeah. say hate to lose yeah i really hate to lose too though <laughs> for sure why um, do you choose one over the other why would i choose one over the other 
Yeah, why why do you why do you say that you love to win? What was that reasoning for that? I love to win. Um, I feel like the reasoning behind that would be um, being competitive is a necessity, especially in the insurance industry. Um, I think it's really important for us to all come together and challenge each other to be better. But uh, I like winning because if I'm winning, that means that my whole agency is winning. Right. Ching, ching. I love that. I love that. Happy agency, happy owner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, no, just joking. Sorry. But anyways, um, okay. And then I forgot to ask you because this is important. When you are a Droid user, what's the last app you downloaded? Ooh, that's uh, picture this. It's called picture this. What's it used for? (laughs) It's used for gardening, which is really lame. But no, it's not. Awesome. I have some squash in my garden and I have absolutely no idea what kind of squash it is because it's from a friend. Um, so I was like, how do I figure this out? And then all of a sudden I'm getting these ads for this picture of this app and you literally just take a picture of it and it'll tell you what kind of plant it is. Wow. Like any plant pretty much because I'm terrible at this. Or you're like walking down the street and you're like, oh, that's beautiful. What is that? And then you can just take a picture of it. And, and like, it tells oh, you. This, yeah. Dude, I asked you, Elena, this is awesome. I need this. Picture this, right? Picture this, yeah. Wow, I wonder, have you tried to take a picture of yourself? No. Picture of yourself. Take a picture of yourself. See what it says, you know? Just, 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 I don't know. (laughs) Right now. (laughs) You don't have to. I'm just saying, I wonder what happened, you know? Does it only do it on, 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 on flowers and, you know, and on nature? Um. I don't know, plants, you know, I'm thinking what would happen? See, I'm a curious guy like that. I'd start shooting pictures of myself. Take a picture of my dog, you know, there you go. Right. See what it does. I just would be curious. Like what, like how in the heck does it know that what this, I mean, I guess, you know, there's tons of images it has or something. And I know how computers can see images and all that, but the fact that that can just happen, right. There's so many plants and, Okay, never mind. And then, and you're not geeky when it comes to that because our boy Michael Overstreet, the garden nerd, you know Michael Overstreet? I don't. Get back, Jack. Don't have a heart attack. Okay, now here's the deal. He's out of Arizona. Go look up. He's the garden nerd. I'm pretty sure he's got YouTube videos. He's an insurance agency owner. He grows mangoes in the desert. I mean, I know I'm telling you, this dude is unbelievable. I had him on my podcast probably about a month, month and a half ago. Uh, so yeah, gardening, nah, nah. All these gardeners came out hitting me on emails telling me that they how much they loved Michael and they're glad that I had him on and they like the fact that he's a gardener. And I start like having all these like geeky out gardeners coming in and emailing me about this. And I was like, man, I didn't realize there were so many insurance agents that, that like to garden. So I think it's uh, the after work escape, right? Like you're able to go into the garden sure. and just kind of like be with nature. I don't wear shoes ever in my garden. Right. So, like just walking around barefoot. Plants don't talk back to you. They do what you say. Yeah. You know? They're pretty. Yeah. They smell good usually. <laughs> um, like I just had squash the other day that I grew myself and I was like, this is so awesome. You know, you like squash. That's, that's big of you. Yeah. I love that. Big squash. I love all vegetables and I'll eat it, but I'm not a big squash guy. I have about eight tomato plants too. Also don't like tomatoes, but I'm going to make some good salsa. Oh, I love some tomatoes. And I'm not big like if I go to a restaurant or fast food. No, I don't want tomatoes. I don't like them. 
Um, but man, out of the garden, woo, buddy, I'll tell you what. And then you get a little bit of salt on them every once in a while. They get real acidity. Woo. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Getting too excited. It's a Friday morning. Excited for today. Excited for today. Last question. There's two things on agency intelligence that we believe gets people to where they're going to be successfully. We believe one's luck. We believe one's skill. In your life, if you could say one or the other, which one has been a major factor or role in your life to get you to where you are today, luck or skill? I'm going to say skill. And I would get a little bit more specific. And I would say the skill of discipline. Because if we don't uh, discipline ourselves, we're not going to be able to level up, right? So I would say skill, definitely. Level up. Level up. She used the word level up. I love people that use the word level up. So I like that. Uh, The skill of, of having discipline. Gosh, how true is that? Gosh, how true is that? Loyal listeners, you're thinking to yourself, Damn, I hate that she's right in this because discipline is tough, you know? Yeah. It's so tough. I mean, it's tough. 8.30 at night, you want that piece of cheesecake, you know? That's discipline to say Mm -hmm. no. And I know it's discipline because I fail all the time, you know? Starburst jelly beans, oh, I can't Mm -hmm. eat four bags in one day, Jason, you know? What's your thing, Elena? What's your thing that you you really kind of crave? Ice cream, for Ooh, sure. What and kind? Right beside a Dairy Queen, and I'm like, oh no. Oh. <laughs> so I'm on day 68 of 75 hard, and I'll tell you, next week I'm going and getting the biggest. Probably what is it a blizzard? Or a what? blizzard. I like the Oreo um, royal ones with the chocolate in the middle, and I Come like peanut butter in them. Woo. Oh, that's why I used to be 300 pounds. <laughs> yeah, I like ice cream and candy. I'm actually a pastry chef by trade in my past career. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so you like candy too. I'm, I do you like candy. do you like jelly starburst jelly beans? Um yeah, I like all I candy. I, yeah, I I could I'll really I I have a problem. I mean, when we're talking about discipline here, and I understand loyal listeners are thinking, Cass, why are we talking about food? We were talking about work because there's similarities, right? Um, it's the discipline to do. My, my dad told me a long time ago, he said, Jason, no matter what you do, if you do the things that other people don't want to do, you're going to be successful, right? Yeah. And that's what a lot of this is. And it comes down to what you're saying right now, discipline. That's why people can't do some of the things. That's why I can't do some of the things, right? Like, like I would love to be a professional golfer. I don't really love golf that much, but I think that'd be pretty cool. I don't have the discipline to do what these dudes do, right? you know? And to live in that world to think you do, you're silly. I mean, Tiger Woods, I, it, true story. I'm playing golf this last Wednesday, right? And I get this little bitty blister on the inside of my foot and I can barely like walk, right? And, I, and I'm just like, and I'm, I'm just barely walking. And I start to think to myself, I think about Tiger Woods in the US Open, I think in 2012, when like he has blown out knee, right? And he's like, he, he, he can barely even put uh, and he's, uh, pressure on it and he's hitting the ball. And I'm thinking, see, that's why I'm not Tiger Woods right there. I don't have the discipline. I would have started crying. I would have fell on the ground, asked for my mom, and wondered where she was, even though she didn't know I was playing. She'd probably be there representing me, though. So, Sorry. Sorry. Oh, yeah. awesome. 
Whew, a little wound up today. I apologize for that. I'm kind of all over the place, but uh, this is this is good. This is good. So take me back to high school. Take me back to uh, college, wherever you want to go, and bring me forward. You know, two, three, four minutes. But let us get a chance to connect to who you are. Uh, well, I like I said, I was a Red Seal pastry chef. I got into what's called the professional baking program at 17. I moved to Nanaimo, BC, which is about three hours away from where I grew up and went to pastry school. I worked at Tim Hortons for 10 months when I was there. I was working like six days a week and going to school full time and doing my university on top of that. So man, you go girlfriend. Woo! Insanity. Um, But I got to graduate high school and college within like a week of each other. So that was pretty cool. And then fast forward, I did that for a long time. I worked in the middle of nowhere uh, in a hydroelectric power plant building uh, camp. And I was a pastry chef there for four years. And then I moved to Squamish, BC, Uh, was a pastry chef in Whistler for a while. That was pretty cool. And then I got myself into some debt. So I moved to Fort McMurray because my best friend was up here and she's like, Elena, you just got to come to Fort Mac. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. Oh, the cold. I'm like, well, I already live in Whistler. So yeah, you live in Canada. Let's just put that way. It's already cold. It's very cold here. And it must be really cold where you say for you to say, think that it's cold. Yeah. So I have some pictures of me doing 75 hard in January of this year. And uh, it was minus 45 degrees Celsius outside. (laughs) when when like six months ago eight months ago yeah it's crazy and that's normal up here so we're gonna be moving back to bc soon (laughs) but yeah because it's not normal about most of the world right maybe russia yeah maybe siberia right not much else in the world yeah well we're very close to like northwest territories for example so it's very very cold we're five hours from the nearest city what from the nearest city? Like, what would you consider a city? Like, what's um, that population? Edmonton's the closest city. Like, what's that population? Would you say there? Hundred thousand, five hundred thousand? No, a couple million. Yeah. Okay, so five hours to the biggest metropolis. Okay, okay, I got you. Okay. Yeah, Fort right. McMurray's like sixty thousand, seventy thousand people. Okay, okay, not huge, not small, but okay. Oil city, right? So, um, all of it is oil and gas. Uh, we're mining tar sand out of the ground. That's what I used to do. I was actually a heavy equipment operator for three and a half years, which is why I'm in the insurance industry. Uh, for kept, real? Tell me about that. I kept getting laid off every time that something happened. So like four months into my career, I got laid off for the first time. I was laid off for five months. I met my company and then I was like, okay, well, I don't think I'm very good with money. I don't think anyone's going to listen to me as a financial advisor. I was a hundred grand in debt at that time. And uh, I was at a point that I was like, okay, well, I'm open to trying anything. So I got my license really quickly. And then I went back to work. Three months after that, uh, our city burnt down. We had a massive, massive wildfire that took out like over a third of our city. Yeah. So we were evacuated for three months and then obviously laid off at that time as well. And then I went back to work as an operator. And the more time that I spent there, the fatter I got, the more inactive I got, the more miserable I got, and the more in debt I got. So I was like, this is not the lifestyle I want. I interviewed my future, which is something that my 
trainer told me to do like, hey, go see if you want that guy's life. And I was like, not even a little bit. <laughs> like, no. Go so, interview your future. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's good. That's yeah, good. Man. You look at the operators uh, and it's not a dig against operators. Like my fiance is an operator as well, but uh, it's not the life I want, man. It's not the life I want. So I got laid off again. The plant blew up at Syncrude and I was like, okay, well, I'm laid off again. So what am I going to do? I'm going to build my business. And so I spent that time building my business. And at that time, I made the decision to go full time. So in October 2017, I quit my site job. Everyone thought I was crazy. They're like, you're so dumb. Why are you quitting 100 grand a year job? And I'm like, because I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I quit my job. And I was like, all right, well, if I can make 30 grand part time, I can make 60 grand full time and that pays my bills. That's right. That's right. And that's a good start. You're darn right. That's a yeah. good start. That's awesome. That's awesome. And 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 going back to your weight situation, it's something you can't discuss with women, but you brought it up and I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm being I'm being funny about that. But so you said that you literally like you had you were you were obese at one time. You were oh, yeah. 300 plus I was 300 pounds. pounds, yeah. And it took wow. Well, 2018, um, I made a decision for myself that I don't want to be overweight. I want to have a family and I don't want my kids suffering the way that I've always suffered because I've always been struggling with my weight my whole life. And I was like, okay, I don't want my kids to be overweight. I think that that's awful. I don't want them to get bullied like that. Like I used to have people throw food at me. It was terrible, you know? So I'm like, if I can stop that or at least like curb it a little bit, give them some good eating habits, good exercise routines. Um, that's where I'm going with it. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm 31 now, you know, and I'm like, okay, I need to focus on getting my body in order, um, learning my daily habits. I know in order to be successful in business, you have to have a disciplined routine, especially when you're running a company. So like Mm -hmm. 6am until 9am is typically, uh, my time to myself. My spouse is usually still sleeping. So it works out well. I do my reading. I do my first workout. I get some water in, I have a coffee, and then I'm ready to go for the day. But right. uh, yeah, 2018, That's I joined Dark. So. And, and so, and then after you made that, how long did it take you to, I mean, I guess you're probably striving to get to a weight maybe that you want, or are you, are you, are you satisfied? How long, how was that struggle? Um, well, it took me about 18 months to get from 300 down to 188. Goodness gracious, good job. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Yeah, it was crazy, man. And then... I gained 30 pounds over COVID, (laughs) which is insane. But when you have a lot of excess skin because you lose such an extreme amount of weight in such a short amount of time, um, your body just, it naturally will take it back, right? Like, well, I'm just going to put on a few extra pounds because I'm stressed out or whatever. So now I'm back to, uh, I'm about 
212 right now. And I just started doing kickboxing and, you know, like I'm training for right. a half marathon. I'm getting married next month. It's wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you got a lot going on. What'd you say? I like to challenge myself. Yeah, you do. You do. You do. Um, and, and, and I think, would you, would it be safe to say that you have started to challenge yourself more over the last three, four five years than you probably had before in your life? Oh yeah. I just know in a little bit of what I'm hearing you talk about, it seems like you made that turn that can, that something clicked in your mind that said, I'm better than this and I'm going to prove it. I discovered my identity. What do they say? What's the best saying in the world? The day, two important days that you're a lot live, the day you were born and the second one, the reason why, when mm -hmm. you find out the reason why. I, and uh, and I that's- saved, I saved a lady $2,500 a month and I was like, oh, <laughs> I have to do this. That felt really cool. And so, yeah, you really start believing in yourself at that point when you're like, I can actually do something good with my life that's productive and uh, I can give back because, you know, when you're an achiever, you're sitting there in your life and you're literally just going through going, I know I'm better than this. I know I'm capable of more. Yeah. I know I was called for a higher purpose. Yeah. And so being in the insurance industry, most people don't see it as something. Oh, a lot of people avoid you. You're in sales, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, man, I'm just trying to help you, you know? Right. Yeah. And Simple you know, as that. go in with that heart every time and you'll be successful. You know, it's funny. I, I decided probably my second or third year in that whenever I would try to ask people for their insurance, right? Like I didn't know how to do it and I hadn't been trained right to say like, hey, can I write your insurance, right? And I didn't like that. That didn't make any sense. Or, hey, can I quote your insurance? And I didn't like that because I didn't want to be quoting. And it was like, hey, can I give you a proposal for your insurance? You know, and I'm like, well, that doesn't sound right. And I use it still to this day, what I came up with, and it goes back to right what you said. I thought about to myself, my person I'm speaking with, whether they're any consumer, but if they have an insurance issue and they need help with it, what do they need? They need help with it. Hey, how are you doing, Elaine? Hey, I would love to have the opportunity to try and help you with your insurance. That is how I do it. I want the opportunity because I know mentally people want to give other people opportunities. Mm -hmm. We're just nice that way. Okay. So I would like to have the opportunity. I would. So they're graciously giving me that people like that to help you, man, nine times out of 10 people want help. It doesn't matter where it is, especially in insurance. Mm -hmm. And so that is something I said, and, and it goes back to what you said. Um, I, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just trying to help you, you know? Um, I heard it said also, we don't sell things. We just help people purchase mm -hmm. insurance, right? Because they need to purchase something. Nothing's perfect, but it's interesting to say things other than quoting or sale, you know, or something like that. So yeah. it's good to hear you say that. And, that, and, and it, it, it's why you're successful. I like to think so. I yeah. always focus on helping the client. Like that's what it's all about. I don't, mm -hmm. well, we can do lots of things. We can do debt management. We can do estate planning, like what mortgages, whatever people want, which is cool. Uh, we're like the one-stop shop for everything money. And I get to go into a household and just be like, here's what you need. Here's what you've got and which one's better. And then they tell me. And it, right. they sell themselves on it. Got, got any questions? I can answer them for you. You know, how it's going to specifically spit to your family. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. This is the greatest thing in the world, you know? And um, I love this industry. I mean, it's the reason why I have a podcast, right? 
Um, it was taking ideas, uh, it was agents influence, taking people's ideas and thoughts and telling them to the rest of the world. There's so many people that are getting this from the 26 minutes that we've been on, Elena, just trying to, just trying to understand. And it's good to get inside the mind of another agency owner, someone who's doing it, someone who has that six to nine in the morning for themselves because they know the rest of the day it, they, they belong to <laughs> the world, you know? So yeah, that's, that's really good. So so let's talk though. Let's let's focus. So let's change uh, gears a little bit. Um, so much when you talk, you have kind of another name um, for uh, uh, you have a company mm -hmm. that you do things through. Um, I believe that this happens a lot. You have the light switch or something click in somebody's mind, making them realize, like you said, achievers are still achievers. They're just sitting there telling themselves rather than doing it. You figured out how to do it. And now you have something which you put um, when we were collecting some information on you called the Relentless Leadership Development. What is that? So that's the brand of my podcast. It's called Pursuit of Relentless. And it's literally just me trying to help other people around me level up. Like, here's how I did it. Here's how um, mm. my transformation has happened. And Love I just want to share it with the world because I'm super grateful for the experience that I've had and the leadership that I've had through especially the Arte Syndicate and the company uh, leadership that I've got. Like they've really helped me find out who I am and influence other people around me in my community. I can give back more. I can do more. Just I'm not shy anymore. You know, yeah. I'm not that person who's just going by in life. I'm someone I'm a go getter. I'm someone who's like every day focused on making a difference in the world and relentless leadership development to me is my opportunity to give back. So when I finish my book, for example, I'll have that published. And then I'm like, okay, I got the podcast. I got the social media thing happening. I'm like, if people want to know about me, they can find me. They can find out who I am. They can find out what I'm about. And they'll know through these type of outlets that I'm trustworthy. They know that I'm loyal. They know that I'm different. They know that I'm not focused on money. I'm focused on helping people. Right. And I'm building that rapport for myself and it's paying off. I'm five years into the industry now and it's, uh, it's changed my life forever. Authority comes in all forms, right? Because as I said before, that's what the podcasting, that's what the social media, that's what it does. And, and it's not so much building authority to say, here's what you do. Sometimes it's what you're saying. Here's what I did. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and there's people that are going to listen to you going, that's stupid. I would never do that. Great. That's cool. That's why we got a million of these. But it's those one, three, five out of the 10 that say, wow, oh man, I feel as if I've been an achiever and I am an achiever, but I can't get there. And then also the other part is, is when you attract the other people that are like you who the switch was flipped mm -hmm. and then they start to go, wow, yeah, now there's more people. And then together you guys are helping more people. Yeah. Um, that's something we don't get a lot of anymore is just that raw rawness of who we are and it's okay to be different it's okay to speak out it's okay to admit that you were 300 pounds at one time it's okay to understand where you've been it's okay to say hey whatever in the past happened in the past and i'm going to move forward exactly. but gosh damn it's really really hard to get that unless you hear it from someone like yourself and, and 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 let me go back real quick let me add on top of that to ask you so would you not say that discipline has been the driving factor in a lot of this as Jocko Willink would say, discipline equals freedom. And discipline equals freedom <laughs> is just like sure. the best mantra 
that I can tell myself because if I didn't have discipline, uh, if I didn't have drive, there's no way that I'd be getting up at five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning every day, uh, working out every day, drinking a friggin' gallon of water every single day. It's insanity. I'm like, Meh. but it is what it is. And you have to do what you have to do to be the leader that you want to be. And I like to tell myself other people's success is reliant on me. And I have to, I literally just go, let's go. <laughs> and that's like right. my goals for the day. When I'm reading my goals in the morning, it fires me up. Like I'm just ready to take on the world and go make a difference. And then it's not so much focused on me. I'm just focused on being my best so that I can lead and develop other people into their best selves. And those moments when they call you and they go, Elena, you changed my life. And I'm like, I didn't even know you were watching me. Uh, yeah. the, that's what I do this for. Just love it. You know, one thing, one thing that, uh, oh goodness, Jason, don't lose this one. You said something that was so, it was a paradox. And you said what Jocko said was discipline the equals uh, freedom. discipline equals freedom. That isn't that a paradox. Isn't that wild? Because that's not what we assume, right? Discipline means that I don't have to do what I want to do and I can do what I want. And what people don't realize is it's absolutely the opposite. It's keeping discipline actually helps you achieve the things you need to do or want to do or have to do, right? Um, I'm, I'm, just because who I am and people know this is my loyal listeners, I'm a religious uh, spiritual man. And I think that has to do with the same thing. You know, sometimes people say, I don't want to believe in this or that because I want to be who I am and I want to live the life that I want to live. And what you really don't understand is that actually when you commit to that spiritualism or to whatever that belief is, that belief gives you discipline that you actually start to go, wow, now I feel more free. Mm -hmm. Right. I feel more free of the chains of society and all the things that I'm told that I got to be. Right. And so I think it goes back to the same thing with this discipline as well is, is to say with through this discipline, I'm starting to sprout in ways that I've never seen. Uh, I've got mm -hmm. a friend um, who has starting something similar. Um, he wants to do a podcast and stuff. I don't think he'll be very good at it, but I told him I'd help him with it. I, I just don't. I just I don't know if he has the thing, but I, God love him. I haven't really told him that, but that's what I think. So um, he's a severe alcoholic who um, about lost his wife, about mm -hmm. lost his kids, and he has now uh, quit drinking. This was like a year and a half, two years ago. And like dude's life is like he worked like making $60,000 a year at a local factory, had a truck, you know, did his fishing. Everything was fine, right? Drank a lot. Dude, dude like quit drinking and now he's going back to school and he's getting a degree and, you know, and he, he spends time with his family and kids a lot more. And I mean, he still still goes out and does his own things, but it was just, just it's something as simple as not having a 10 beers a day, mm -hmm. you know? And, but like he said, man, that discipline of trying to stay away from that, even when he's sitting there telling me that that discipline is very, very, very difficult. So those I love how you brought that up. They don't go away. Right. Like I still crave those flipping jelly beans and the ice cream and stuff. Every single <clears throat> people are like, Alina, you're so strong. I'm like, no, I just don't give in. Like, yeah. I, just, I know my purpose and I know my focus is set. And if I let myself waver, then I lose all my confidence. And waver means one time. Right. 
way I, I quit smoking cigarettes for six months multiple times and then I quit February 11th of 2007 and I've said I mean I do I'm around my friends we're having some drinks and my buddies light up cigarettes I, I, I'd be silly to sit there and say that I don't think about that mm -hmm. but at the same time I know this it only takes one mm -hmm. like if I have one cigarette I'll have another cigarette in two months and then in one month and then in two weeks and then in seven days and then in two days and then here I am standing in front of the car or the cabinet at 7-eleven going yeah I gotta take cool miles in a box please right it, I knew it only started with one it was four months ago but it only started with one and it's amazing without doing that one I haven't I haven't ever smoked again so yeah um, very 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 Louis listeners, if you can get anything out of this, it's about discipline, right? It's something that we all know. How do we, how do we find discipline? Hmm. I know what, what was your thing? Maybe what was things that people finally say rather than going in the military and they just literally beat you into it. I mean, how do you, how do you find that if you're 35 years old? How do you find that if you're 55? I personally just started tracking my habits. And I realized how undisciplined I really was. So I have my tracker in my office and I tracked my, I call it my daily five. And that's reading my goals, reading 10 pages of an instructional book. So um, right now I'm reading Redefining Success by Brent Wilson. Brett Wilson. It is very good. I would definitely suggest it. Um, and then I move my business forward somehow. Like if I'm having an off day, I'm probably still going to book an appointment or talk to my teammates or get a phone number or whatever that, that looks like. And then I'm accountable to my team. I'm accountable to my trainer and I pre-plan my next day. And then I also do um, five other things, which is drinking a gallon of water, uh, which is crazy, but it's happening. I take a progress picture every day. That's part of 75 hard. Uh, I work out every day. That's also part of 75 hard. I do just, the same things repetitively because when you do that you build these habits and then when you're struggling and you're having a hard time they're conditioned right you don't have to think about it it's literally just like okay i get up i do my reading i have a coffee and then i go for a run or a walk or i go to the gym i do some sort of exercise and it's automatic like i don't even have to think about it if i don't get my workout in in the morning i feel it right i don't feel like myself i feel tired i don't feel energized, you know, so I know that if I'm going into my day, going, here's my power list, these are the things that I have to do uh, to build my confidence to have the life that I want, then I'm going to do everything that I can to make that happen. And if I miss something, that's okay. But tomorrow's a new day and I got to try to do it tomorrow. Like last there's night. a power of looking in the mirror and there's a power of actually looking at data, right? And that's what you're doing. But it, even before you became just to say, okay, I'm going to start looking at and, and, and documenting what I do right now for the next seven days. Mm -hmm. Even though we all have freedom, actually, we all have um, um, uh, Billy Williams, a, a mentor of mine. He said, Jason, there's agencies out there that think that they don't have a process. He said, all agencies have a process. Mm -hmm. Most just aren't documented and most aren't the same process throughout the office. Mm -hmm. You're not really free when you're not having discipline. You're doing routines. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm doing routines every day. It's just that they kind of change depending on how the day goes. 
So it's not to say, well, I can't just do the same thing all the time. Man, when I think about it, I get up, I do the same thing, I get my coffee, I do this, I do that, I do this, I come to work, I do this and this. Basically, my day is a routine. I think it's just documenting that. That was really good of what you said there so is a little bit of tidbit to give to somebody to help them through that. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. What's this 70 power 75 or something you keep talking about? 75 hard. So yeah, what is that? Andy Frisella's mental toughness challenge. So that is, uh, we have to do 10 pages of a good book, a progress picture, no alcohol, no cheat meals, two workouts a day. Uh, one has to be outdoors. Both have to be at least 45 minutes and a gallon of water. So every single day for 75 days straight and you set your diet plan. So for myself, I said, no candy, no ice cream. <laughs> so it's funny that we were talking about that earlier, but, um, yeah, it's temptations of life, right? I'm on day 68, right? So when you're doing a program like that, it's right now that it's the hardest cause you're tired right? Like you just want it to be done. You want to have a beer, <laughs> you know, but uh, you are at the point right now where you build that everlasting confidence because you know that you're such a, yeah, I'm not going to swear on your podcast, but you a, can, I do it every once in a while. You can badass. <laughs> like you're a badass. Yeah, absolutely. You, are a badass. you honestly, you just build that confidence in yourself because you're like, nobody else is doing this. So at minus 45 degrees Celsius, I'm outside doing my 45 minute workout. Um, and I don't let that stop. Do, do, do I want to go outside at minus 45? Heck no, I don't. But you know what, when you're out there and you're doing it and you're hating every minute of it, you're sitting there going, man, I'm awesome. Like I, this is me building my confidence. That's what I'm telling myself the whole time. I'm building my confidence. I'm building my confidence. I'm building my confidence. No one. You know what you're that. doing? You're doing things that other people won't do. Exactly. All right there, you go. Damn it! I hate when my dad was right. Still is. Son yeah. of a gun. Still <laughs> is. Still is. Hey, um, closing this up. Leaders are readers, and readers are leaders. You seem like yourself to be a leader, so definitely got to be a reader. What are you uh, reading right now? I am reading. Uh, Discipline equals freedom. Again, I actually have three mm -hmm. books on the go. I'm just starting the E Myth, and Ooh, I'm also reading Redefining Success. Okay, the E Myth is good. E Myth is um, E Myth is really really good, and they have E Myth for uh, for insurance agencies as well, specific just to that. I would say read the E Myth first because the E Myth insurance is like it, but you, 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 in my opinion, I think you get more out of the book from the holistic approach of how this affects business rather than just how it affects insurance because insurance yes is its own thing but you kind of need to think about how it affects shoe stores right how it affects appliance places and then kind of just just my thought anyways do what you want i'm just saying i like that book uh it taught me a lot about the understanding of the three roles that every agency has and 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 how agents get stuck and business owners get stuck in one or two of those roles and never get to the third one. So E-Myth is very, very good. I think you're going to like that a lot. It's going to help you as a business owner. Um, Lana, you've been fantastic. This has been fun. Once again, the other, uh, yet another nice Canadian. Um, I just keep trying to find Canadians to find that one asshole. You know, I'm just like, oh, I found you. Okay, here you are. But no, Elena, you're not that person. Okay. Um, do you know Jeff Roy uh, and Dwight Hipner out of Canada? Girlfriend, back up right now. Now, here's the thing. You have, you, you're going to need to have to pay attention to Jeff Roy. Jeff Roy and Dwight Hipner. Dwight Hipner is out of uh, Manitoba. 
he's out of Manitoba. And uh, and then Jeff Roy, I think, is out of uh, man Quebec. I think I want to say. I mean, I can't. What part of it? I can't. I can't remember actually. Um, but anyways, they're two agents. Uh, they're in our mastermind. Um, but the point is, is that uh, they're they're big leaders in insurance in um, in the Canadian space. Cool. Um, so you should reach out to them, Jeff Roy. You should see, uh, and, and Dwight Hempner. So. Uh, anyways, hey, once again, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, I think this has been good. Um, and I would like for you, if you could, tell us about how we can find your podcast and tell us how someone can find out about you if they want to uh, keep getting the raw Elena. Well, I'm very active on Instagram at Elena Chisholm and on Facebook as well. I have a business page. I have a personal page. Uh, my podcast is called Pursuit of Relentless. You can get it on all the major podcast platforms. I prefer Spotify. That's just me um, because it's convenient and it looks pretty and it's green and green's my favorite color. So that's that. Um, <laughs> but other than that, uh, I have my website, which is all listed on my social media, etc. Yeah. Sweet. Fantastic. I appreciate it very much. This has been uh, fun and hopefully we'll definitely get to do it again. I really do. This is awesome. Thank you. Hey, you know, discipline is something, once again, I love going into these podcasts and see, she would have probably mentioned something about discipline whenever we were having the uh, talk, let's say in the green room or a lot of these podcasters, loyal listeners, you may know this, you may not, but like when they get guests, they always want to have the guests come on for 20, 30 minutes, find out who they are, you know, and then do that. And what they lose is they lose what you get when you listen to agents influence or agency intelligence. It's real. It's raw. I want things to come out that are going to be best suited for our guests that's going to be best suited for your ears and so sometimes who am i to make that determination and so i don't want to steer that so this was uh lay and i's first time meeting and uh i think it was a good one but i think most importantly it was really good for you listeners out there because i think you need to think about something when you need to go interview your future mm -hmm who you are, right? Who do you want to be and go interview them? You may find out that's not who you want to be, but you also may find the desire and the discipline to become that person. So you're going to find out a lot. Sometimes you may be things you don't want to know. Maybe it'll be something that'll change your life, but go interview the future who you are or who you want to be. Okay. Lena, I definitely appreciate you. This has been really, really fun. It really has. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Yeah, well, this has been fantastic. And loyal listeners, most importantly, your time and the, the time that you give me and allow me to shoot this stuff directly into your ear means everything to me. But this has been another episode of Agents Influence Podcast. No, it's not. This is agency intelligence where I give you real agents inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This has been Cass. She's Elena Chisholm. And we are out. Hey agents, listen to this, listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it, think of it, really. We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now listen, I'm an agency owner and I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you gotta do is you gotta admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com, check out what we do. 
because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, at Virtual Intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high-quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60-second commercial. But you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high-quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you, and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland, and we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to ten carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.